Hi guys and welcome back to another episode of Boats on the Moats. Today's episode is sex education. Woo! Uh, and with me today I have Ro and Tati. Would you please like to introduce yourselves? Hello everyone, my name is Ro Hunt. Um, I live on campus, I'm in year 13. And yeah. Um, hello everyone, I'm Tatiana. I also live on campus. <laughs> I'm from Belize, England and Spain. Amazing. Thank you guys for joining us today. Um, so I know the title is Sex Education, but we're going to be talking about sex, sexuality and relationships. So those three words, just what comes into your mind? What do they mean to you? Okay. <laughs> I think a lot, like for me, this is more not unanswered questions, but more like experiences I've had. Mm. Um, and just like what I've seen obviously as teenagers at the moment it's a very prominent part of our lives just because we're sort of entering this phase and yeah I, I agree with that fully I feel like there's a lot of thoughts on my mind and definitely the minds of my friends and the minds of others about what it really means to be coming of age including what that means in terms of sexuality and especially when it comes to finding like the difference between platonic relationships and sexual relationships and relationships that don't have to be based around sex, finding those boundaries can be really difficult, I think, but important to talk about. Um, how, how would you define your own sexuality? Mm. Well, I've always known that I was queer um, and, well, pretty much always. I like people for who they are, but it also fluctuates. And I think it's really important to note that sexuality isn't just, oh, I like this person and I like these people. Like it can be some days you will feel no attraction to anybody at all, where some days it will be like, like this massive attraction to just one people or it could be multiple people. And that's why I've always gone by the label or lack of label queer, because I don't want to label it. I just want to be me. I would also say, like, similar. I can't define what I think I am. But um, I've always had this thing that I find it really easy to love sort of everyone. And I can always see, like, a nice part in everyone that I could potentially love. So I find mm. it very hard that when someone's attractive to not just be like, oh, I think I love them. Yeah. Even though, like, yeah. I know love <laughs> is a very strong word and I don't use it lightly. But it's really hard for me to find um, a sort of barrier between sort of platonic and romantic relationships. I think that's one of my difficulties. But I, yeah, I'm also queer. It took me a long time to figure that out. I thought I was straight mm. for a very long time. Mm. So did I. I think it's really complicated when you, like for me, I've, I'm born and raised in Singapore my entire life, where it's only been recently um, legalized to be queer or to marry when you're queer. And I think growing up in that environment really, really impacted the way that I saw my own sexuality because there was no one queer around me. So I didn't know it was a thing. I just know that I felt like different around people. Like I didn't have my first crush until I was in like fourth grade and it was this guy and he was so cute. And then I didn't understand why I like wanted to be his friend so bad. And then I realized that was how I had felt with like this girl in elementary school. And then that's when I started making connections. That was ugly. I don't think I started making connections until like sixth grade. Mm. It's 
I've always had the same thing, but with girls, I was always just obsessed with these really pretty girls. <laughs> and if they had boyfriends, I would be like, oh, I like the boyfriend so much because I was in love with their relationship because mm. I was just obsessed mm. with the girl. It took me a long time. No, to actually, that's out. true. Actually, I think I was obsessed with like, su- like if we had like substitute teachers or whatever, like younger substitute. That sounds so bad. Oh wow. Sounds, <laughs> okay. But video. in like, uh, like in a platonic, like I don't know what this is kind of way. Yeah. 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 In a naive way. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Gossip okay. go away. The whole way that sexuality tunes into gender as well has been so confusing for like me personally. Because I think that when I was a kid, like I didn't really see that I had a gender. I just was like, oh, I'm just a kid. Like I'm just me. And I had my older brother and I was always like, oh, I want to be just like him. Like he was my role model for most of my childhood. And so I didn't really see gender. Yeah, it's different now. But <laughs> I didn't really see that gender so when it came to liking people it was just so hard to figure out and still today is like do i like them or do i want to be with them mm-hmm. yeah i agree um have, have you come to terms with your own sexuality i think i've come to terms with the fact that i i'm not in terms with it like i know that it's always going to fluctuate i know it's always going to change and i know i'll never understand it and so I've come to terms with that fact. Hmm. Fair enough. Um, and also, like, if we look at sexuality as, like, a broader term, like, as this little blurb that I have here, that, like, it's uh, sexuality is a word that we use to talk about how we understand our bodies and how we understand our relationships. I like um, that part. Do you think you have come to terms with that description of sexuality? Hmm... Well, I've come to terms with the fact that, like Tati says, it's always going to be changing. Like, I'm never not going to be experiencing my sexuality at a different point. And I think, like, the hardest thing to accept was not that I was queer, but that it was fluid. Because I always felt like, oh, it has to be one or the other. Like, I have to be either... I have to put a label on myself, which I hated because I didn't like the kind of commitment that it made me feel. Like, I felt like I couldn't feel other things if I was that label. So figuring out the fact that it's fluid and I don't have to have a label was so freeing. And I think that made me feel more comfortable in like exploring what that meant for me. That's nice. That's a nice way of putting it. Um, so um, obviously we are probably more of a liberal school than most schools here. You could say. Like in, in the world as a general context. Um, so how do you think our campus deals with... Um, no, how do you think our school deals with sex education? I think, um, obviously, we're all from very diverse backgrounds. So there's people that have never spoken about it before in their entire lives. And there's people that have come from, like, very open backgrounds. Um, we do have, like, a day of sex ed, don't we? It's, like, a, I, I an don't. hour that they come to the school and sort of tell us, like, you can ask anything you mm. want and all this. But obviously for some people, they don't want to know about it and it's not something that they sort of necessarily need to know at this moment in time. I also don't think it should be forced on them. Yeah, like, I agree. Even though we're, like, we are such a Western school and sometimes I feel like we're kind of unaware of the fact that other people are gonna, like Tati says, have different backgrounds. They don't need to learn about something if they don't want to. It shouldn't be forced upon them just because we think as a Western society... Everybody has to know this. Yeah. That's fair. Um, 
Okay, so yeah, it's interesting to say not that for it not to be um, opposed upon anyone else because obviously it was mandatory for us last yeah, year. Was. It's not mandatory this year, I don't think. I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, I think that's more because of HL hours than it is because they don't want to teach us about sex. Yeah, no, they're just lazy. Um, do you think there's some parts of sex education that that should be taught, while like others shouldn't be taught? I'm just thinking more like biological sense. I think rather than queer sex should actually be taught because it's it is, yeah. again I'm not saying like when I say sex education shouldn't be opposed on people I don't mean like I don't want they don't want to learn about queer sex because it's queer that's not okay but I mean if they don't want to learn about sex because they just don't want to learn that's fine I do think queer sex should be taught and should be like it shouldn't just be so sex is when a penis goes inside a vagina. Like, that is not... <laughs> and I do think our school enough. tries to, like, say, oh, yeah, and obviously it's different for everything. Mm. But at the same time, we sort of... They give us so many details on mm. straight relationships. And it and always starts out with straight relationships. Yeah. It doesn't start with, like, inclusive language. Whereas it might actually be easier for them to teach us, like, what a lesbian relationship is like and what a gay relationship is like. So then we can learn more about, okay you know like what it's like for us as individuals mm. and then learn about how to deal with other sex you know mm. i agree with that yeah because i think if you start immediately with like the biological straight sex kind of way like you also limit what sex means to different people and a mm. lot of misconceptions around that it is just penetration that there's nothing else exactly. involved in it uh, and i think it also makes it more difficult to teach consent in a way because like yeah. you're teaching about this one act whereas mm. it's a whole process it's leading on to that i think it's also even harder to confront assault and abuse with that because if you don't know something is like you might have the idea that assault is only um sex like it only happens if you have sex and you don't want to have sex whereas that's not true and that's not the extent of it and if you're, like, people aren't open to having those conversations, nobody's ever really going to know. Um, yeah, and, and do, we, do you think that's, like, schools should be obliged to open that conversation? I think, I think it should be offered, but I don't think it has to be, all right, sit down class, we're learning about assault today. Well, I do think there definitely should be, all right, everyone needs to know what they can and can't do to someone else. Yeah. Like, that should mm. be forced, Yeah, I think. Because it doesn't matter if you're uncomfortable with it. Guess what? The other person's probably going to be way more, way more uncomfortable. uncomfortable. Mm. But it's also, like, not imposing, like, oh, like, specific details necessarily. But it's just, like, you don't touch other people if you know they don't want it mm. and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. And also, reading body language is... Something that I feel that gets left out all the time in consent talks. Because yeah. all I, or most of what I've heard from educators is, you know, basic forms of consent. Like, has to be a hard yes. Um, and a hard no is a no. And you listen to that, which is all good and it's all true. Um, but it's also, like, l- learning to listen to other people's body language. Like, if somebody moves away or if somebody's, like they're not responding to you. You have to pay attention to that too. I think what the school did that was really good, because in the sex ed class we had last year, I do remember the like supervisor telling us like, oh, you have to pay attention. Like if they're not answering, you have to constantly like check up on them. 
you know, and if they're not answering or they're acting too shy, mm. like you stop immediately and you know, you figure it out. Mm. Encouraging healthy communication all around for just relationships, not even just for sex, mm. is so important. And also encouraging it for different types of relationships instead of just when you're having sex with your partner. Because you don't have to have sex with somebody you're in a relationship with. It can be, you know, it can be a fun little thing. It can be a one-night thing. Your little, your little sneaky link. Speaking they should educate about that. <laughs> Perhaps. Um, and speaking about relationships, um, uh, to you, what, what does it like mean to you to be in a relationship? Because I think in like modern days like there's so many like different words like relationships situationships the talking phase fucking situationships like what what does that mean (laughs) um i okay when i was really young i left home and i went to like live in honduras away from my family and stuff and i was 13 and i just sort of got roped into this sort of needing to like know like people and stuff and i had my first boyfriend when i was 14 like my first serious boyfriend and it lasted like on and off for a year and since then <laughs> I have never been able to be in a relationship with someone. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's, I don't know, I think nowadays, you know, everyone says, oh, kids nowadays, no one wants to be in a relationship, they're all just like weird. But Such I genuinely a- think we just have lost mm-hmm. like trust in each other as a society and it's sort of gone completely, I don't know, I think people have lost like relationships aren't supposed to be like oh actually I should not be talking about what they're supposed to be I don't know <laughs> but um, I definitely see it as this like constraint of like if you're not going to marry them then why are you with them because then it's just going to be heartbreak mm. and mm. also like are you wasting time I think there's so much about like oh you're just wasting time in a relationship what about all the things that they're holding you back from all of that I don't see relationships in a good way I, I really relate to this but it's, mine comes from experience, but mine also comes from, like, there's so much stuff you see on social media. Like, so many, like, reels or TikToks that are, like, oh, if you're not, I date to marry. What do you date for? I'm not going to date somebody unless they're dating to marry. But at the same time, I'm, like, whoa. Like, I don't even know if I want to marry. Like, I'm young. I'm 17. Why can't I just think about how I feel now? Why do I always have to be thinking about, like, the, the future? future? Yeah. When I could just say, you know what, this feels good. I want to see where this goes. Like, ah, that's why it's so important to just communicate what you're feeling like and what you want instead of saying like, oh, if if you're not dating to marry, then I don't want to be with you. Yeah. I also think, like, this is advice that I try to tell myself but never actually take. (laughs) Um, It's like, if you're happy right now and if a person is making you happy right now, then why would you not like stay with that like why would you push that away in case you're unhappy at a future time like you Mm. could die tomorrow you could like anything could happen you might as well just like grasp all the happiness you can while it's there and not even just that you could die tomorrow but you could also you're gonna change your mind about things in life and you're gonna grow as a person and i don't think you could you should prevent yourself from the idea that you're going to grow and change and i think an important thing instead of saying like um i really need to figure out how to settle down with someone I think an important thing to start thinking about is I need to figure out if this ever ends. Like, am I in a safe position? Like, a relationship is not about leaning against someone. It's just Mm. two very independent people who enjoy spending time with each other and building off each other and learning from each other. 
I think people think about it as too like dependent, and then that scares yeah. them because they're like, when that person leaves, then you're just gonna. Dude, I cannot lie. The commitment bit scares me. It scares me a lot, and I'm gonna admit that because I was in a relationship when I was in Isaac in Japan, like before I came here, and it ended so terribly. Like it was, it was just bad, and the guy was close to me, say not a great dude, and when it ended, it made me feel so like. Kind of worthless and kind of in this place where I was like, "Fuck! What am I without this relationship? What am I like? Where did I go?" Because the entire time it was like, oh, it would just be our relationship was based on like pretending that we're so good at communication and pretending that we're so good at everything, but in reality, like I felt like shit most of the time that I was with him and I felt bad about being with him, and he really didn't understand me. And it really wasn't good. And I feel like it's so hard to admit to yourself that, like, like I was terrified of us breaking up, even though I didn't like being with him. And I was happy once we were broken up. And I think it's hard to like admit that to yourself that it's okay to end things because I was like I did not believe that it was okay to end things. And after that, I was like, I don't want to be in a relationship. He also told me you shouldn't be in a relationship, which、oh. no one gets to tell you that. By the way, I should I should preface that no one gets to decide that for you. I also have to say, like I know all of the like things you should and shouldn't do, or even though I won't put them into practice. So I'm saying this, but like you can't hold me to it because I don't put it into practice. <laughs> but I also think relationships. It's so important when you're in a relationship to also. Realize that you don't have to spend twenty four seven with this person, yeah, and you don't have to like your identity isn't suddenly the fact that you're with this person. You are your own person. That's just a side person that's like. They don't、you. have to be your world. They have to be a planet in your solar system. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> sure. But that means you can、that. have other bitches then. Yeah, like, <laughs> like multiple planets in this one. My horse. <laughs> No, guys, that's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. I'm the sun, and all my whores are revolving. <laughs>、yeah. Okay, fine. Bad analogy. What I meant was, they don't have to be the world, and you don't have to be revolving your life and changing your life around them. But they have to be a planet in your solar system, along with other planets, which aren't necessarily other people, but it's groups、yeah. like friends, like family, hobbies, personal life, and then your partner. Like these are all things that make it's your interpersonal relationships. You don't just have one.、Yeah. <laughs> you got that was nice though. You ended up on like a nice little note there. Sure, yeah. Um, speaking of relationships and like, not being dependent on the other person or like, not making it your entire personality. Like, <laughs> how do you see relationships like affect people on campus, affect campus、mm-hmm. dynamics and stuff? I think there's a lot of judgment. There's a lot of like. Everyone wants to gossip about the couple, and like, oh wait, do you think that one's cheating? Or oh my god, do you think、god. they're dating? Oh my god, I saw this person with a thirsty. Do you think they're going out? But it's also like when they are dating, it's like, oh my god, but I saw them talk to someone else. Do you think like they're flirting with someone、mm. else? You know, they have a like they're in a relationship, right? That shit pisses me off. Yeah, so much because why? I do. I really don't understand why it's interesting to other people when it's not because I. Can't find it interesting. I can find some elements of like gossip interesting, like any other person. But 
to me, when you're talking about like other people's like private business, it's just like, why am I speculating if somebody's cheating? Huh? I don't know them. I, I don't really care. I also think on campus, there's two ways it could go. Either it's really um, sort of you think it's going to be so deep and it's really sort of superficial mm, and there's yeah. just people around all the time and it's just like weird because they're a friend, but they're more than a friend, you know, mm. um, or it can go like there's a really dangerous like factor of being in a relationship on campus where it goes so deep that you spend 24-7 with this person mm. and then you, you live with them. Yeah, and then you sort of lose your UWC experience aside from this person, mm. if that makes sense. I, th- I think that's true. And I'm content in not being re- in a relationship. I'm sure other people are content in being in theirs. But just the idea of, like, I just don't think it's good to have your whole, whole life just be this other person. Mm. But if you think about it, too... We have so much pressure of, oh my God, but these people are all from around the world and you'll never see them again after you graduate. Mm. So you better make the most while they're all here because mm. you won't see them again. And there is that reality of you're never going to see some of these people literally ever mm. again. Um, so I think that puts a lot of pressure on everyone on campus too. Yeah. going to make me start crying in the middle of this. Oh. <laughs> Graduation is not yet, guys. Uh-oh. Trigger warning, guys. Um, speaking about gossiping and gossiping about people's relationships and stuff on campus, uh, do you think we slut-shame people on this campus? Um, hmm. I think we do and we don't, mm. in a way. Um, there's... I don't know, because I've personally been told quite recently that like I have a reputation on campus from like the first sees like they're hearing that I have a reputation and I don't quite know what that means or what it's coming from necessarily. Um, I also think it's weird that that's something that people make up. Again, why are people so interested in that? Yeah, I, well, I sort of think it's like a survival instinct, you know, you have to know about people before you get to know them because you want to know if you can trust them yeah. or not. But, um, but somebody's like sex life or relationship yeah. life is no one else's business and is not a defining factor of their personality. Yeah, I agree. But also, I know people on campus that they've done, like they're the most innocent human beings, but they're just really flirty, really touchy touchy, and everyone's yeah. like, "Oh my god, have you seen that whore?" You know, and that's a big factor too. Mm. People just assume automatically because they don't realize, it. oh, they're from a different culture that's very touchy touchy. Yeah. Or they think someone else is completely like I don't know. There's just a lot of um, stereotypes about it, which I hate because. Like, I can see how I've, like, I've heard both people calling people, like, I heard someone call one of my friends a man whore the other day, and I was like, why are you saying that? That's not okay to say. And they were like, oh, but it's true, isn't it? I was like, it's, you don't know them, and also that's not, like, a real thing. And then the same friend who they were talking about came up to me later that day and was like, hey... Like, I heard people saying this, and it's just, like... Like, I asked him if he was doing okay, and he was like, yeah, I heard people saying this, um, and it doesn't really make me feel good. And I was like... Like, if I can understand that, and I'm not even talking about it, how can how can other people not understand this? But I also think it comes with what we define as a slut, you know? Like, are we talking mm. about people who have really flirty personalities? Are we talking about people who have sex with lots of people? Mm. Like, it's just no one sort of actually knows the definition or really cares it's just what they want it to mean in that specific time 
me like to do with that person mm. i think they just choose to do it whenever they want to it's just sort of random actually i've heard the most random things about random people and i'm like that's really not true yeah that's true that i also weird rumors sometimes yeah i think we as people need to or we as friends or we as co-years whatever people living together need to call each other out more on things that aren't okay because i'm very happy for my friends to tell me hey actually what you said like maybe that's not okay maybe that's too much gossip maybe that's actually mean and i can reflect on that and be like oh actually now i can see it from your perspective that wasn't okay because if i'm around people who are saying negative things about people like really negative like talking about things that they can't change like yeah. we're talking about like body weight for example it's straight away for me it's like nope we're we're not talking about that. Don't yeah. Not gonna gossip about that from another person because that's not good. It's not making anybody happy, and it's just contributing to a narrative of everybody gossips about everybody. That's not okay. Good point. <laughs> but like, good type of gossip. There's, I feel like there's a line. But sometimes you can't talk to them, so you just hear about it. <laughs> I should probably include that I'm not saying I'm a martyr or anything. Um, obviously, I'm prone to talking about other people as well, but I'm saying that the way you do it, you have to be conscious about. Mm. And you're also saying, like, if I told you, Rose, shut the fuck up, like this, yeah. you can't say that, you would watch yourself. And yeah, like, like I would be like, actually, no, I want to yeah. call this person... And you uh, would want us to catch you. Yeah. Like, I would want you to do the same for me if I was being yeah. mean about someone. Yeah. Because you're gonna you're gonna mess up. And if you're surrounded by people who are saying types of shit about people all the time, and types of good things as well, you're also gonna talk about mm. people. It's just sometimes those good things mix up with the bad. Wasn't this such an interesting episode, guys? This is all we had for today so stay tuned and get ready for episode two of sex education i don't have sneaky links bro do you think i'm a slut yeah i think you're a fucking whore